Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus. (laughs) I'm so glad in the midst of so much bad news, everywhere you turn, uh, there is crisis and chaos, and there is killing, and there is hate, and there is division. Oh, but when we come to the Word of God, there is hope. There is, there is consolation, there is comfort, there is counsel from God's Word. And I'm so glad to be a minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel being good news. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I hope you stay tuned for some good news today. And I just want to thank you for being part of our listening family. We consider you family, although some of you we have met in days past, some of you we We have never met some of you. We may never meet until we all get to heaven. But I consider you being part of our listening family today. I believe that when we come together like this, it is by divine appointment that God has brought us together around his word that he might speak to us by his spirit through his word word. Hallelujah. And amen. When he does, I I love what the Old Testament prophet said. He said, thy words were found. I did eat them and they were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Even when we are are scolded by the word of God, <laughs> I might say scalded by it, amen, when our old flesh takes a beating because we're letting it get out of control. It is still an act of love on God's part to purge us. Every branch that bears fruit, John 15 says, he purges it. He doesn't pet it. He purges it that it might bring forth more fruit. Well, if the Word of God gets in a good ground heart that's been purged and prepared to receive it, amen, purged of selfishness and self-exaltation and, and, and worldliness, it will bring forth fruit, 30, 60, and 100-fold to the glory of God the Father. Well, we love you today, and thank you once again for being part of our listening family. Let's go together into His Word. Let's grow together through His Word. Amen. And let's see what the Holy Spirit has to say. We're on a subject, Jesus, our mercy seat. And last week, uh, we talked about that holiest of of furnishings in the earthly tabernacle, uh, in the holiest place where the holiest person was behind that veil, amen, manifesting his earthly presence. And we talked about the mercy seat, and we talked about the fact that when the blood of that sacrificial animal by that priest was 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 sprinkled on that mercy seat then the wrath of god the justifiable anger of god was propitiated we talked about that word propitiation and what it means it means something has been done by a third party to bring two parties that are uh, uh, that are have enmity with one another together particularly the one who is angry at the other one justifiably. And yet that anger has been propitiated because of the sprinkling of the blood of that sacrifice in that holy place upon that holy 
piece of furniture called the mercy seat. The top or the lid to the Ark of the Covenant is called the mercy seat. And if you want to go back, you can on our website, you can go back and pick up that study and, and catch up with us and go forward to this second edition of Jesus, our mercy seat. Praise God. Amen. And uh, I, I just want to read uh, from the book of Hebrews today and show you uh, the difference between the heavenly sanctuary where Christ became both priest and sacrifice in order to save you and me. Let's look at the earthly sanctuary in the New Covenant, New Testament, Hebrews 7. Uh, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 1, first five verses. Listen, it said, Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first part in which was the lampstand, the table, and the showbread, and is called the sanctuary. And behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle which is called holiest of all, or the most holy, which had the golden altar of incense, the Ark of the Covenant overlaid on all sides with gold, in which were the golden pot that had the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. And above it were the cherubim of gold overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. It stops right there talking about it in the new covenant. We talked about it last week clearly in the old covenant. This is the earthly sanctuary. But let's look at the heavenly sanctuary where Jesus, after he gave up the ghost on the cross and shed his blood on the cross, where he sprinkled that blood in an heavenly sanctuary. Listen to it. It says in Hebrews 9 and beginning with verse 11, But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of bulls and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place, not the earthly one, but the one in heaven. Listen, once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God. Hallelujah. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Amen. Let, let me stop right there and, and say this. He offered himself without spot in the heavenly tabernacle, in the most holy place. Listen very carefully. You remember, remember when Mary uh, wanted to grab hold of Jesus and he said, Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. And I know one of the 
practical reasons that I believe is that if she got a hold of him after she thought she had lost him through death, she wouldn't want to let him go. He'd have to, he'd have to kick her off of him. He'd have to shove her away. But in a more, more important sense, the high priest in the old covenant after ceremonial cleansing and offering a sin offering, no one was to touch him because if anyone touched him, it would take away from that holy requirement. The touch of of sinful flesh would take away that that had been ceremonially cleansed enough to go behind the veil and offer the sacrifice. Jesus offered himself and his blood in the heavenly sanctuary for you and for me oh friend this is a, this is such such blessed Re- revelation in the word of god that jesus not just offered himself to be killed and to bleed for us on the cross but he offered himself after the cross hallelujah and after the resurrection he offered himself to to god in the heavenly sanctuary both as priest and as the sacrifice offered That's why we titled this teaching, Indeed, Jesus, Our Mercy Seat. Praise God. Look at verse 24 of Hebrews 9. It said, For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for." us. Praise God. Amen. This is spiritual stuff. This is mysterious, but it is true. All of the tabernacle furnishings and all of these offerings in the old covenant were type and foreshadow of what would be fulfilled in Jesus. And that earthly tabernacle and that earthly place called the holiest of all or the holy of holies was a type of that that was it was and is real in heaven. Praise God in God's very throne room, in God's very throne before his presence, Jesus offered his sacrificial blood and his body poured out and broken for you and for me. This should be a source of a joy that even the tribulations of living in a faulty body in a fallen world cannot quench. We need the joy of this reality of what God has done in and through Christ and what Jesus has done for you and for me. Praise God. We used to sing the song, He didn't have to do it, but He did. He got me up this morning, started me on my way. He didn't have to do it, but He did. A friend of mine, he didn't have to do what he did on the cross. But thank God 
He did. And because He did, we have, hallelujah, we have been justified. Hallelujah. It's a forensic term. It's it's about a courtroom. It's about a judge. It's about an accuser. And it's about an acquittal. Praise God. Amen. Did you hear what I said? It's about the judge of all flesh and the judge of the universe. It's about God, the holy judge of all mankind and all flesh. And it's about Jesus offering himself in our stead on the cross that he might offer himself in the holy tabernacle in heaven. Praise God that his blood would not only drip from his body onto the ground on that cross, but it would also be presented spiritually. This is the mystery, but it's also the truth. Hallelujah. It will be, it was presented in the presence of God in the heavenly tabernacle. Jesus is both our high priest making the offering, and he is also the offerer and the sacrifice itself, so that we might be justified. Hallelujah. And because of propitiation, we talked about last week, God is free to love the believer. Going to quote that again, without compromising either his righteousness or justice. The thought in the Old Testament sacrifices and in the New Testament fulfillment is that Christ completely satisfied the just demands of a holy God for the judgment of sin. Oh, we sing it, don't we? We should sing it, we should say it, and we should rejoice when we think about it. I bought a debt I couldn't pay, and it was growing every day. But Jesus paid it all for me. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left. (laughs) Oh, such a a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Oh, friend, that's not just a cute rhyming song based on biblical truth, the biblical revelation of what Jesus did on the cross and after the cross through his resurrection. Praise God, what he has done for us. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Romans 3.26 says, To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Amen. I like it in, in, the, uh, in Romans 5, in the Amplified, it said, Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. And then verse 2 in the Amplified, through Him also we have our access, entrance, introduction by faith into this grace, this state of God's favor, this literally we call it unmerited favor, which it truly is. 
in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us all, I want you to get this, let us rejoice. Let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. We should be the praisiness, singiness, most joyful, most rejoicing people on this planet. I want to say that, well, you heard it, but let me say, we as Christians in light of this revelation of what Jesus did on the cross and after the cross in our behalf and what he's doing right now as he is our high priest intercedes for every one of us. We should be the most joyful We should be the happiest. We should be the holiest. (laughs) Praise God. We should be the most singing. We should be the most gleeful, glad people on the face of planet Earth that the world might know, that we know what it truly means to be saved and sealed by the Holy Spirit (laughs) and ready for the soon coming of Jesus and ready to share God's glory living with him in the place he's prepared for us as a people prepared for the place forever and ever and ever age without end hallelujah I want to read from Psalm 89 15 through 18 and it says blessed are the people who know the joyful sound They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice, listen, all the day. And in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength. And in thy favor our horn shall be exalted, our power Our strength shall be increased, literally, because thou art the glory of our strength. For the Lord is our defense, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. Hallelujah. You see, friend, because Jesus is our mercy seat, we can sing the songs of a soul set free. Hallelujah. We can shout for joy. Because we're accepted in the beloved. God is for us. God is with us. Hallelujah. And we have been reconciled unto him. And now we that know that should have a joy that the world cannot suppress. (laughs) Hallelujah. That no event in this world, no matter how negative that may be, could ever transcend what Jesus has done for us on the cross, after the cross, and what he's doing for you and me right now. We have a high priest that ever lives for a divine and holy purpose concerning us to make intercession. And that's why the Bible said he's able to save us to the uttermost seeing that he ever lives to make intercession for us. He presented his body and blood in that holy tabernacle, and he presents himself now 
with the scars that 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 bruised that body and broke that body and, and the blood and the scars that let the blood flow that that was the cleansing agent to cause us to be reconciled unto God. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. All to Him I owe. Praise God. And the Bible said we are bought with a price, and we are not our own. And seeing that, we should give ourselves away and find the joy of being fully surrendered to God and live that joyful life the Bible said, wherein we joy in God through Jesus Christ. We should be enjoying salvation. <laughs> Amen. Some Christians act like they're enduring it when we should be enjoying every moment and letting the world see the peace that we have that they can never find in this world, the joy that we have that no accumulation or no experience of sin or accumulation of material things could ever give anyone. This is joy. Whom having not seen you love, the scripture says, speaking of Christ, whom having not seen you love with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Praise God. Joy unspeakable. When's the last time that we exhibited that kind of joy in Jesus? What, what, what would happen on our job if they saw us? Uh, instead of dragging ourselves in, griping and complaining on Monday. <laughs> I remember uh, I have pastored now going on, well, January will mark 46 years since 1974. I've been pastor, evangelist, and president uh, of, of the Holy Church of God Incorporated. I've wore a lot of those different hats, still wearing them right now. Praise God. Amen. I couldn't have made it without the joy of the Lord. I couldn't. There's no way I could make it under the pressures that are always going to be present. And by the way, the devil doesn't like anyone who preaches God's truth directly from God's word without any concern except to please God and to help people come to know Christ. He hates the truth because he's a liar and truth blows away <laughs> every lie that he tells. Praise God. And it sets you and I free. Hallelujah. But we're here because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we all need that. Praise God. We need the joy of our salvation. Amen. That's why that's why this 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 singing people, this not this sighing people, but this singing people <laughs> Amen should should be uh be the the the, the, the absolute uh, influence of our life. People should look at us and say who has a God like their God? <laughs> Hallelujah. That is nigh them and all that they call upon him for. Who has done for anyone what our God has done to show his love for us as his children? And for you, if you don't know him today, God loves you. Christ died for the for the lost. He died for the sinner. He died for people that are wrong with God, that God wants a relationship with and wants to save and seal 
with the Holy Spirit today. He loves you today. You might have saw uh, some Christians that look like they've been baptized in vinegar. Amen. Well, I want you to know that is not the standard that should be set or should be seen. Oh, I've got up feeling bad. I've got up feeling sad. But if I keep thinking about that and I, I'm, I'm happy to live in that kind of state, the world will never see, amen, the glory of God. God's grace and love in my life until it's able to not just lift me up, but cheer me up. Praise God. Amen. That's why it said, blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name they shall rejoice all day. You know, the New Testament said that we should, we should be always making melody speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, always making melody in our heart to the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Uh, let me finish this little story. I want to brag on Jesus, not me, but I want to brag on Jesus. People sit up and notice when you are not a sad sack like they are. They really do. Uh, for Out of those 46 years, 12 years, I was bivocational. That meant I worked uh, an eight-hour job just like everyone else. I preached every Sunday. I don't remember missing one Sunday out of all of that. I went to the hospital. I had an afternoon shift so I could be at the hospital in the morning for anyone going through surgery and take care of pastoral duties. But I was bivocational for 12 years years. And I remember coming in on Monday, and there were people that were hung over, had headaches, and people that had had their partay over the weekend. They'd partied hardy, and now they were wondering what they did, and if they might get caught. They came in with guilty consciences, and they, and they came in. It's Monday, and uh, I'm back to work, and I've got a long week ahead of me, and, and they just came in down, except people that had experienced God's presence, worshipped Him, loved Him, still loving Him, and I would come into work and I'm feeling, I'm feeling happy to be able to go to work. I was in my 50s when I was hired, and they didn't even want to hire me. They thought I was too old, but I had the joy of the Lord, amen, and it gave me the strength. And, and and anyway, I remember I was down at my locker, and I was whistling some tune, just making melody uh, by whistling a tune. And it was shift change, so there are people coming, there are people going, the locker room is full, while well, we put on our uniforms in a production plant. <laughs> this is manual labor, by the way. This is blue collar, not white collar. And, and we're getting ready to have a hard eight hours because it was fast-paced physical stuff. And I was so thankful that God gave me the grace to do it in my 50s and do it well on top of that. Anyway, I'm, I, I don't know. I just still had the joy. I didn't have anything to be guilty of. All my sins were forgiven. Amen. I didn't do anything to be ashamed of over the weekend. I had no headache because of a hangover. Praise God. I might have been a little hoarse from, from preaching and praising God. But I was whistling a tune. <laughs> Amen. And someone on the other side of the locker said, Who is that over there? So happy on Monday. You see, 
I wasn't trying to be a witness. You know, you you have some joy in this old world, real joy of Jesus. You'll stand out. You'd be like a city set on a hill. And that's when the Bible said you need to be ready to give a reason for the hope that's to be instant in season, out of season. Be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within you. If you have this hope, this hope of life eternal, this hope that even death can't cancel, praise God, amen, it's going to show up without you even being aware that you're being a witness because the world don't have it. They can't buy it. They can't commit any sin to give them the joy that you and I can have only in and through Jesus Christ and the knowledge and revelation and realization of what he did for us on the cross, what he did for us after the cross, and what he's doing for us right now, this moment, he ever lives to make intercession for us. Praise God. Amen. And someone uh, said, as we get ready to close today, they said, they said, who is that over there? So happy on Monday. It's almost like someone was upset that anyone was happy. How can you be happy? How can you be happy? On Monday, the start of a work week. How can you do that? I didn't say a word. I didn't speak up and say one word. Someone over on that other side of this locker room with two aisles said, That must be the Rev. That's who they call me. They knew I was a minister. and That must be the Rev over there. And then they said, he's got that deep, settled peace within. He even identified the source of my joy, that deep, settled peace within. The joy of the Lord is the joy of sins forgiven. The joy of the Lord is the joy of being reconciled unto him. The joy of the Lord, which is our strength, is the joy of being able to have fellowship with Him, even on a Monday, <laughs> getting ready to start a, a very tough work week. And it strengthens you, and it strengthens me, and it's a witness to the world. <laughs> that we have been with Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Well, we love you today. Listen, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, and maybe you've looked at some Christians and thought, you know, they have no fun, they have no joy. That's not what God's kingdom is representative of. And I'm sorry when we fail you. But I want you to know you can have that joy today, that peace. Repent of your sins. Come to Christ as your Savior. And come back next week. And let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.